This July 6th MLB betting picks show edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with the Circa Survivor and Circa Men's Contest. $14 million up for grabs. Get all of the details at circasports.com. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, currently 5.03 on the East Coast, here to discuss our Thursday betting picks for July 6th. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the voice of the WNBA Gambling Podcast, NFL, and of course, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. It's Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, how you feeling, my man? Oh, it's a scorcher over here on the East Coast. I'll tell you that. It's about 97 degrees out. But uh, finally got some nice weather here. Start our day with a winner. Houston, uh, What they got They got through on the run line for us. So nice one in day, and I uh, can't wait to break down these uh, games with you guys. Yeah, great start to the day. I was on the Astros run line as well. Took their team totals as well. Uh, got uh, got to the bank there, uh, at least for the full game one by the hook. But yeah, great start to the day. Hopefully we can carry that into uh, the Thursday betting picks as well. But also joining us, uh, the man is knee deep in NBA Summer League like a psycho. Uh, you guys know him as a voice on the NBA pod. <laughs> and of course, you're on MLB as well. It's Lante, Lante Smith. How you feeling, my man? Yeah, man, making it a team ride. I was on the Astros also. So uh, that's a good start to the day. Um, got some intriguing pitching matchups uh, on the docket today. So I'm looking forward to breaking that down with you guys. Yeah, some pretty good matchups uh, for the Thursday schedule. Um, just at the top, we'll, I think it's a, yeah, it's a 12-game schedule. Three games are off the board currently as we are recording uh, this episode with our picks. That's going to be the Astros game against the Mariners. Uh, we have the uh, Phillies and the Rays who are also off the board, and then the Jays and the White Sox who are currently off the board as well. Um See if we do have pitching matchups. We'll give some thoughts if we're uh, leaning one way or the other uh, when we do get to those games. But, um, gentlemen, let's just dive right into the schedule here. Um, got some day uh, day baseball tomorrow. Baseball, as we like to say it around these parts of the woods. Um, starting with the first game on the board, it's going to be a 105 Eastern start. Got the Cincinnati Reds against the Washington Nationals. I'm seeing Brandon Williamson is going to get the start here for the Cincinnati Reds. And Mackenzie Gore, left-handed pitcher for the Nationals, gets the start. Currently seeing the Nationals are a slight home favorite here at minus 115. Uh, money line for the road team. The Reds is at minus 105. Total set at 9.5. A little bit of big towards the over and run line. Minus 1.5, plus 160 for the Nationals. And plus 1.5, minus 190 for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Dylan, lead us off, my man. Yeah, let's start with the total in the first game. Uh, I like the over. I was able to grab a nine. Still like it at nine and a half. I made my total 9.8. Just basically going to fade both pitchers in this game. Mackenzie Gore was god-awful in his last start against the Phillies. But he's actually been better on the road than at home this season. The last month of Gore has not been ideal. His hard hit rate is in the high 40s. And four of his last five games have been shootouts. They've gone well over this number as well. And Brandon Williamson on the other side, he's been okay. But he's allowed two or more runs in eight straight starts nationals they destroy lefties i, I think we're going to see a higher scoring game here so give me the over nine and a half yeah i'm with you uh d rock on that I, I couldn't bring myself to back either one of these pitchers and 
There, there's been some a couple starts here and there where you know they've looked like good pitchers, but I think we're mostly seeing pitchers that uh, are the at least these two pitchers that have been uh, pretty mediocre so far this season. And again, I don't want to fade uh, or not back the Cincinnati Reds bats, um, especially over the last month, what they've been able to do. So I argue about the over here. I love the over nine and a half in this game here as well. Lante, what do you like for this game? Yeah, uh, I'm with you guys. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, I found myself on the over. I grabbed a nine also. Uh, like D-Rock mentioned, uh, Gore, he, he's been up and down um, in June. He went five earn, He went from five earned to, to no earned, went back to five earned, one earned, and now he's allowed seven. So if you believe in, in, in that kind of, I guess, uh, consecutiveness, then he's due for a pretty good game. Um, he, like D-Rock said, he has pitched better at uh, on the road versus at home. Um, three earned runs are fewer in his three of his last four starts. And D-Rock mentioned the uh, Washington um, – I mean, not Washington, but Cincinnati being good against lefties, man. The 261 on the season, 5.7 runs per nine, um, 246 in the last 10, though. So uh, a little bit of, uh, I guess, a little bit of, of change in between those numbers, but they still hit them well. Washington also hits lefties well at 275, 4.5 runs per nine. So I think that all lines up for it over here. Uh, slight lean to the Washington as a home dog. All right, next game on the board, it is going to be a 110 Eastern start. We got the Oakland A's. Um, they are in Detroit to take on the Tigers. Hogan Harris gets the start here for the Oakland A's. And uh, Michael Lorenzen is getting the start here for the Detroit Tigers. Plus 135 on the money line for the Oakland A's. Minus 155 on the money line for the home team, the Detroit Tigers. Total set at eight and a half. Uh, run line minus one and a half, plus one forty for the Tigers, plus one and a half, minus one sixty-five for the Oakland A's. Um, uh, whose game is this? My game? I think so. Yeah, this is yep. mine. Um, I'll start here with Hogan Harris, uh, left-handed pitcher for the Oakland A's. Um, there's been a consistent theme for this Oakland A's team: how bad the pitching staff has been, and Hogan Harris is. Um, right on that train as well. I guess we can say on the season two and two with a 5.17 ERA. Uh, over his last three games, he's allowed 11, uh, sorry, 10 earned runs in just 16 innings pitched. 0 and 2 in his last three starts with a 5.62 ERA. Um, opponents uh, on base percentage at uh, 342, and he has a whip of 1.50 over his last three games as well. On the road, he is 1 and 0, but he does have a 5.52 ERA. Nine earned runs allowed uh, off of 14 hits in 14 and two-thirds innings pitched on the road. Now, Detroit against left-handed pitching, uh, they've been all right, uh, at least over the last two weeks. Um, team batting average, they are sitting at number 20. Slugging, they are number, let's see here, number 15. Uh, WRC Plus, a stat I love looking at, they are at uh, number 16 as well. So, um Compared to their season-long average, they've actually been uh, decent, at least over the last two weeks. On the other side is Michael Lorenzen. Again, another pitcher that has not been having a great season thus far for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, on the season, he is, uh, let's see here, 2-6 and six with a 4.28 ERA. At home, 2-3 and three with a 4.18 ERA. During the day, 0-2 oh with a 5.35 ERA. Uh, this one is pretty simple for me, guys. I'm not putting my money on a minus 155 favorite with Michael Lorenzen in the Detroit Tigers. 
if you think there's value here on the A's, um, I couldn't argue against it. We did see them, them get the 1-0 victory. I believe that was on Tuesday night against this Detroit Tigers team, which kind of led me to the uh, over here, over 8.5. I feel like these are two uh, teams, offenses, that can get to the opponent's uh, starting pitcher. I thought 8.5 was a little conservative. Definitely do want to check the weather tomorrow in Detroit. Um uh, before looking at this over, but in my initial lean was the over. I just couldn't bring myself to a side in this game here, D-Rock. Yeah, I, I can't talk you off the over. I mean, I made my total 9.1, so I do like the over. I think we'll see some runs, but I'm actually surprised the Tigers opened up a minus 140 favorite. I, I mean, I jumped on that at 155, 160 is getting up there. I wouldn't lay it then. Maybe, like Matt likes to say, maybe one of those unit and a half plays with the Tigers. But listen, I'm not the biggest Marco Lorenzo fan either, but I do think he's better than Hogan Harris. Lorenzo's hard hit rate at home has been in the high 20s, low 30s. It hasn't been that bad and Tigers just couldn't get him any run support I think that's why you're seeing such bad numbers for on his side but you know I think they'll be able to get to Hogan Harris who's just been awful on the road this season so I I jumped on the Tigers slight lean with them but I agree if you don't want to lay the high juice with uh the Tigers at home I agree on the over uh Lante what do you got yeah, I make it a team rod. I like the over also. Um, I mean, it was kind of fluky with uh, what Oakland did on Tuesday. Only two hits, and, and they won the game. And Detroit yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much left a, a bunch of people stranded on on base. I mean, they had a uh, – I think Scooble had a no-no going like into the seventh. Well, they pulled him in the fifth, I fifth. think. It, yeah. it was a combined, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was combined. A combined no-no in the seventh, and he gave up a, um, a, a base hit to the uh, second base side. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think both – I think both teams will be able to score here, especially on the respective pitchers. You guys laid it out. Uh, Harris, four earned runs and back-to-back starts. He's allowed a home run in four of his, or his last five starts, so maybe look at some Tigers uh, home run props or total base props, whichever you're most a fan of. And I'm, I'm not really a fan of Lorenzen, but against lesser competition, he has pitched well, and I think we can all agree that Oakland is lesser competition. Uh, by lesser competition, I mean in offensively, like Kansas City offensively, White Sox offensively. Um, Pittsburgh, they were in their slump, and e- even the Mets to a certain degree. Sorry, D. Rock. Hey, um, hey, hey. Yeah, hey, this is this is before, this is before the streak. Yeah, this <laughs> that, that was in June, not July. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, yeah, I mean, he's allowed to earn to earn a fewer in five of his seven home starts. So, uh, Oakland's two four batting two fourteen versus righties. Uh, yeah, I think it's better. You get better bang for your buck. I'd play the plus one forty. Is that what you said on the run line? Uh, minus one and a half for the Tigers. Yeah, plus one forty. Yes. Yeah, so I, I'd lay that. Um, thinking that Detroit's bats come alive here and they'll be able to put a stop to to Oakland to a certain degree. They are twenty and nineteen on the run line at home. Um, forty five and thirty eight on the season on the run line. So they've been pretty profitable. Uh, here this season on the run line. So I'll look at that. Uh, for a play, maybe like a half unit play. Dylan's a fan of the uh, Mets, at least for the first four, four to five days of the uh, of the month of July. We'll see how it kind of transpires yeah. for the <laughs> upcoming weekend weekend for the Mets. Uh, guys, before we continue the conversation here, handicapping these games, let me tell everyone about the biggest and best contest uh, happening uh, every year um, during the NFL season. That's going to be over at Circus Sports. Circa Millions and Circus Survivor are back for this upcoming NFL season. 14 million in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Mr. Stevens, Derek Stevens, a great friend of the Sports Gallery podcast. Uh, he's in a generous mood as he is every NFL season. Circle Millions, it's pretty simple. You make five NFL picks against the spread each week. 
each um, each spread uh, you pick correctly, you get a point and you try to climb the leaderboard and get into that money. Circus Survivor also, you just pick a different money line winner each week. Um, if your uh, team wins, you advance for the next week. But the caveat is you can't use that team again. But again, you can get all the details over at CircusSports.com. Again, all the details at CircusSports.com. And milk. Sean and Ryan are going to be out uh, in Vegas at the Circa Sportsbook in the last weekend in August. So if you want to hang out with the guys, maybe grab a drink with them, uh, go ahead and get out there. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I am going to enter the contest. So when I do win, I'm going to throw a huge party on a yacht for everybody at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So, boys, uh, make sure you've got your Speedos and your uh, bird dog shorts ready uh, to be on the yacht with me when we do uh, or when I do uh, win the Circus uh, Circa Million. So, again, all the details over at circusports.com and come hang out with Sean and Ryan. Maybe some other guys will be out there for the last weekend in August at the Circus Sports book. All right, guys, let's keep the conversation going here. Let's get into the next game. We got a 210 Eastern start. The Chicago Cubbies are in Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. Uh, Cubs are starting Marcus Stroman, and I see Freddie Peralta is getting the start here for the Milwaukee Brewers. Cubs are a minus 120 home, sorry, road favorite, even money on the money line for the Milwaukee Brewers. Total set at eight, run line minus one and a half, plus 140 for the Cubbies, and plus one and a half, minus 165 for uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, let's see here. Lante, take us away, yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, man. So uh, a similar handicap to what Scott was um, on yesterday, man. I think it's a little bit too much respect for, for Stroman and, and the Cubs here. Um, I, I do like Stroman and Steele. That's the only pretty much the only times I can bet um the Cubs. But again, I think this spot lines up for Milwaukee. Um I think we can also see some runs here. Uh both teams have been putting up, you know, five earned runs in the last 10 games and hitting the ball extremely well. Almost 10 almost 10 hits um per team in their last 10. Um Milwaukee 22 and 19 is a dog and they have been playing well uh, lately especially offensively, which I mean, we all know that's that's been their Achilles heel. Um, all season is their offense, and they're hitting the ball pretty well right now. And I think they might can get to Stroman here. Um, he's been human in his last two starts, uh, eight earned runs combined in those two starts. He hasn't pitched as deep uh, into games as he usually does. Uh, I think before his last two starts, he had went six plus in seven straight. And uh, I don't think he got past the fifth, um, if I'm not mistaken, in his last two starts. So I think Milwaukee's a good side here. I mean, Peralta, he's got to cut down on giving up the long ball and, and some hard hits. He's allowed, you know, a home run in nine of his eleven start, his last eleven starts, um, two plus and four of those. But again, I mean, two earned, few, two earned or fewer in two of his last uh, three starts. So if he can keep the ball out of the air, uh, I think he'll be fine. The Cubs are also one in five in their last six versus winning teams, and one in five um, in their last six versus righties. So I think Milwaukee has a has a good edge here. I, I think they're a good home dog here. Yeah, I agree. You know, when I kind of uh, dove into the numbers here, especially for Peralta, the home and road splits are, it's a night and day difference for him. Um, you mentioned it, Lante, that at home, he's been what he's, he does have a four and three record, but he's 3.75 ERA versus on the road. Yep. Just a one and four record with a 5.82 ERA. Um, I know in June, it wasn't a great month for him. But I think there is some value here on the Brewers at home here. And you mentioned Marcus Stroman. Um, I'm not going to take a lot away from the London series. I know he did leave that game with a hand uh, injury, quote-unquote. Uh, but his last start coming back from um, the London series against the Guardians, who uh, offense has really turned around. He gave up five earned runs in that game. He did have seven strikeouts, but uh, he didn't get any run support in that game where 
the Guardians shut out the Cubs 6 nothing. So I think this might be an opportunity for Freddie Peralta and the Brewers to maybe continue um, or continue getting to uh, Marcus Stroman here, who's kind of been fading at least over the last two games. So uh, I agree with you. Give me the Brewers here as well. D-Rock, what do you got? Yeah, I'm actually going to be on the other side. I took the short number with the Cubs here. I made them a minus 130 favorite. Lante, you're right. The only people I really want to back with the Cubs are Stroman, maybe Justin Steele sometimes. But Stroman, he's actually pitched better on the road than at home this season. He's only allowed two, just two runs in his last two road starts, not including the London series. And Cubs won all three of those games. So last time he faced the Brewers was opening day, but he did go six scoreless innings. He didn't even allow a single run. Cubs won that game 4 nothing. Obviously, it was opening day, so much different teams. But his hard hit has been one of the lowest in the league, only around 26%. His ground ball rate is around 70%. Those are the kind of guys I really want to back. So I'm also not a huge Freddie Peralta fan. Munoff mentioned it. he didn't really have a good June. He gives up the long ball a little too much for my liking. So Cubs got to turn this around sometime. I think with their ace on the mound, I'll, I'll back the Cubs here at this short price. All right, next game on the board. Uh, the, that was the last of the early games, at least. We're getting into the evening slate here. 6.40 Eastern start between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Miami Marlins. I'm seeing Jack Flaherty is going to get the start here for the St. Louis Cardinals. And Yuri Perez gets the start here for the uh, Miami Marlins. Marlins are a home favorite of minus 125, plus 105 on the money line for the St. Louis Cardinals. Total is set at eight run line minus one and a half plus one fifty five for the Marlins, and plus one and a half minus one eighty four the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, start here with Jack Flaherty. Um, thus far this season, he's kind of been up and down for the St. Louis uh, Cardinals pitching staff. His last start was, um, I think, one of his better starts when I was uh, digging into this game here against the Yankees. Maybe possibly his best game of the season. Six shutout innings uh, in that game against the Yankees at home. Uh, only allowed four hits in that game. Did have two walks. Um, and then prior to that, he had given up six earned runs in each of his previous two starts um, before the start against the Yankees. Um, for Jack Flaherty, he's been better on the road this season where he does have a 2-2 two and two record with a 3.73 ERA. You compare that to his home ERA. A 5.86, but I, you know, a lot of times we've talked about Jack Flaherty on the pod. So a lot of those uh, runs came in one of the starts earlier this season, which was against the Angels, where he allowed 10 earned runs, which is kind of inflating his ERA. It's really hard to predict what you're going to get from Jack Flaherty because there's going to be a couple starts in there where he's going to look really good. And then, like I mentioned, against the Giants in the Nationals, where he allowed six earned runs in each of those games. Um, we could get bad Jack Flaherty. On the other side, Yuri Perez has been absolutely fantastic for the uh, Miami Marlins. His last start, I think I think we have to throw it out the window just because it was against the Atlanta Braves, and the Braves are just mashing every single pitcher out there. I don't know if you threw out Cy Young or Sandy Koufax out there that they wouldn't be able to get hmm. to him, uh, get to those pitchers as well. But his last start, he only lasted a third of an inning against the Atlanta Braves, allowed six earned runs, but... Prior to that, he had been absolutely phenomenal for this Miami Marlins pitching staff. Uh, on the season, he has 5-2 and two with a 2.47 ERA. He's been lights out at home, guys. 3-0 and with a 1.01 ERA. He has a whip of .86 uh, at home thus far this season in Miami. 36 strikeouts to five walks at home as well. Um, I'm going to back the better pitcher here. I think that... This Cardinals team, we talked about it when we uh, last week when me and um, Scott did the NL Central. 
division update that this team has probably been one of the teams, if not the most disappointing team thus far this season. And a lot of it has to do with their pitching staff as well. So I like Yuri Perez here. I'm I'm going to back him on the run line here. I think there's some uh, a huge value there as well. Don't hit the money line at minus one twenty five. We'll be on that as well. But I think at plus one fifty five, I think the Marlins can uh, bats can get to Jack Flaherty and the Cardinals here. D Rock, what do you think about this game? Yeah, 100% agree, Munoff. Give me the Marlins big here at home and a bounce back spot for Yuri Perez. You know, this game should not have opened up as a pick em. I bounced on the minus 110 as soon as it opened up. I favored him up to a minus 150. I don't mind minus 125. I agree. There's some value here as well on the run line. But, you know, I, I just think you got to agree. I, I think you got to throw his last start on the road out. They've, they've been hitting everyone, the Atlanta Braves. You know, he just ran into the best team. But outside of that, in his last three starts at home, he hasn't allowed a single run in 17 innings the kid is a stud you know i i think i I think this whole pitching staff to be honest the Marlins are a sneaky good team this year and i I like them to bounce back here uh i'll take the minus 125 but uh i I do like the minus 155 uh, the plus 155 like you mentioned on the run line might be my dog of the day uh all right uh lante what do you got man I mean, y'all, you guys took pretty much all, all, all the glory. Uh, all right, next numbers. game. I'm just <laughs> Yeah, man, but I, I, no, I, no, like my, I like Miami as well. I mean, I'll just throw out a, a couple more. 17 and 5, the last 22 home games, um, 20 and 7 versus uh, losing teams. So they do get it done against lesser competition. Uh, St. Louis 1 and 7 in their last eight road games versus winning teams. Uh, Miami 15 and 3, last 18 home games versus righties. So. I think it all lines up for Miami to come out, bounce back spot per, for Perez, like you guys mentioned. Um, I, I just don't see it with um, with St. Louis. A little bit too much respect. I, I'm not sure. 125, I, st- I think it's still cheap. Should probably close around yeah. 140, if that's what I'm thinking. So I, I laid – I think I laid 115. D-Rock might have beat – D-Rock always beats me to the good numbers, but I got 115 instead of 110. But, um, yeah, I, I like him at home. I think his value on, that, on the run line also. Wouldn't be wouldn't be scared to, uh, to lay it in the first five also. Yeah, I agree. Again, your press has just been so good for this uh, pitching rotation for the Miami Marlins. Uh, I just kind of imagine if Sandy was not really in Cy Young form like he was last year, but if he was just a little bit better than he was, mm-hmm. I just wonder where this Marlins team would be, especially in that NL East where it's been um, just the Braves kind of running away with the division. Right. Uh, all right, guys, before we get over to the next game on the board, uh, it's NFL draft season and best ball mania four is here. That's why you need to get over to underdog fantasy. Sarka's given away 14 million in prizes, uh, for their contest. Underdog is given away $15 million in prizes, uh, for the upcoming NFL season. Underdog pickup is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There's so many ways to win over on underdog and underdog is available in so many different States. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and make sure to use that promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com using promo code SGPN. All right, boys, let's get over to the next game on the board. This is going to be one of the games that we uh, talked about at the top of the show that uh, doesn't have a pitcher yet. That's going to be the Phillies uh, in Tampa, 640 Eastern start. I am seeing Christopher uh, Sanchez is getting the start here for the Phillies, but I do not see a pitcher here for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Do either of you guys see anything different as uh, we are recording right now? No, in the beginning I saw nope. Jalen Beeks, then I saw Tyler Glass okay. now, so yeah, I, I really don't know. Also, yeah. 
But this is my game, Munoff. So, uh, like you said, no lines. But yeah, if you have anything, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Christopher Sanchez going for the Phillies. It's only going to be a second start on the road. And, you know, the first one was against the A's, which, you know, I, I don't know how much stock you could put into that. But I do want to see a little more out of him on the road before I back him. But depending on the price, you know, the Phillies, they're playing good baseball right now. They beat the Rays yesterday. Depending on what the number opens up, they'll probably open up as a dog with the Rays just being a wagon at home. But depending on who they throw in the number, maybe I can see myself on the Phillies as another dog. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to see the numbers. But that's kind of all I got for uh, Christopher Sanchez. Wanted, did you have anything for this game? Man, I'm kind of glad this game is off the board because I was having trouble with it, with, regardless of who the pitcher is. I mean, I like Tampa at home. They burn me. Um Yesterday, uh, I thought that was a good spot for them. I thought they would land a cheap number, and the Phillies come out and, and blank them. Uh, who was it? Nola. I think it was Nola. Nola. That what a game. Yeah, yeah, man. He's pitching. He was pitching like Cy Young um, or, uh, or Koufax. Randy Johnson, all, all three combined. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, man, I can't, I can't figure it out. I would probably lean to Tampa if, if Glassnow was on the mound and, and take his K-prop over because he's been striking out every single person that's that's that bad. I think he had like 11 Ks in like five and a half innings, if I'm not mistaken, his last start. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd lean that way if, um, if, if Glassnow was on the mound. But outside of that, I, I got nothing. All right, next game on the board, we have a 7.05 Eastern start, a battle of uh, AL East teams. Uh, Baltimore Orioles, they are in the Bronx to take on the New York Yankees. Kyle Bradish gets a start here for the Baltimore Orioles. Now I am seeing Luis Severino is getting started here for the New York Yankees. Baltimore Orioles are a slight uh, home, uh, sorry, road favorite right now of minus 125. Home puppy for the New York Yankees, plus 105. Total set at nine with a little bit of big towards the under. Run line minus one and a half, plus 130 for the Baltimore Orioles. And plus one and a half, minus 150 here for the New York Yankees. Lante, what do you got for the Yankees? Yeah, man, I, I like I like the Yankees at home. Short uh, short home dog. Um, I do need to see more consistency from um, Severino. He, he's been he's been fine at home though, but like just he's just having too much inconsistencies um, from home and road splits. But he's had two earned runs of fewer three of his last four home starts, including the gym in Texas versus the Rangers. That I thought that was really impressive by him. Uh, Yankees been they, they've been hitting the ball pretty well uh, lately. They've um, won six of the last eight home games. Offense has, you know, got going four plus runs in, in six of their last nine games. They're hitting 253, averaging 5.5 uh, runs per nine on 8.4 hits. So in their last 10, I mean, that's that's really, really an improvement from originally when Judge was out of the lineup. Um, they've covered seven of the 10 run lines. Um, and as an underdog, they're 18 and 12. Uh, Bradish, I mean, I'm not too, I'm not too high on him, not too low. I think he's okay, but he did give up four earned runs on seven hits in the May matchup in New York. Again, uh, two different teams from from May, but you know he's been a lot better since. But you know, I don't, I don't think the Yankees' offense can. Uh, I think the Yankees' offense can keep it going though. Um, Severino just has to keep it, keep the hard hit rate down. I'm, I'm interested to see. I don't know if D Rock has that, but he he has been giving up a bunch of hard hits. If he can keep that down, keep the ball inside the park, I think the Yankees got a good good chance of winning this against a struggling Baltimore offense. So I, I like the short home dog um, with the Yankees. 
Yeah, you mentioned it. Severino at Yankee Stadium has been uh, really good. Three starts. He's 1-0 with a 2.55 ERA. He's allowed five earned runs in 17 and two-thirds innings pitch. And again, it's really been the home run ball that he he's that he's where he's given up most of his runs. Um, and you're spot on that. That when I was digging into this game, looking at Severino's numbers, that start against the uh, Texas Rangers, one of the best offenses in the major league this season. He held him to five hits and no earned runs in that game. Walks are a little bit of concern with Severino as he's allowed at least uh, three walks in three of his last four starts um, and at least two walks in five straight starts. But you, you mentioned, Alonta, that if he's able to keep the ball inside the yard uh, and lower his hard hit rate, I think this is a good opportunity for the Yankees to bounce back here. And Kyle Bradish has not been very good against the Yankees in his career. Uh, three starts dating back to last season, including one where he made uh, against the Yankees on May 23rd. The Yankees got four earned runs off of him in five starts. Oh, sorry, five innings uh, in that game. And I believe the Orioles did end up, uh, sorry, the Yankees won that game six to five. Um, so I, I like the home puppy here as well in the New York Yankees here. D-Rock, you got agreement or are you going the other way? Well, I'll start with the total. I really didn't want to do it with the Orioles, to be honest. Like Mal and I said on yesterday's pod, regression has been coming for them, and it's here. I mean, I only made the Orioles a minus 110 favorite. I like the under 9. I made my total 8.6. Orioles, they've lost four of the last five games, and it's not so much they're pitching. It's just the bats have gone to sleep for whatever reason. Ten total runs in five games isn't going to cut it, especially against teams like the Yankees. So uh, Yankees, they've kind of turned it around. They're starting to hit. They're starting to win some games. And I know Luis Severino numbers don't look good, but like you guys mentioned, he's a much different pitcher at home. Uh, Lante, you mentioned his hard hit rate. It's only 34%. It's not that bad. His two worst hard hit rate games were earlier in the month against the White Sox and one on the road against the Dodgers. But outside of that, they've been in the low 20s, low 30s. So not too bad. But uh, I think he can have success. If it gets to a plus 110, I can see myself on the home dog. But I do think he'll have some success against the struggling Orioles team. So give me the under nine. All right. Next game on the board, a battle of uh, AL Central teams. Kansas City Royals, they are in Cleveland to take on the Guardians. 710 Eastern Star. We got Jordan Lyles uh, on the mound here for the Kansas City Royals, and Tanner Bybee is on the mound for the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Guardians are a minus 190 home favorite here, plus 160 on the money line for the Kansas City Royals. Total is set at nine with a little bit of vig towards the over at minus 115 run line, minus one and a half, plus 110 for the Cleveland Guardians, and plus one and a half, minus 130 for the uh, Kansas City Royals. Lyles has missed his last two starts after uh, finally picking up his first victory uh, for the Kansas City Royals um, in his last start. Um, but he hasn't been too impressive, especially on the road. It's, I think that's where it really sticks out for me for Jordan Lyles. One in five. On the road thus far this season, 8.02 ERAs allowed at least four earned runs in seven of those eight road starts. Opponent batting average of 276 in those road starts as well. The current lineup of the Cleveland Guardians is batting 267 against uh, Jordan Lyles. 341 weighted, uh, 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 sorry, 341 Woba and an expected WOBA of 349 against Jordan Lyles uh, uh, against, or so this Cleveland Guardians lineup against Jordan Lyles is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Bybee has been dominant, at least at home, for the Cleveland Guardians, 3-1 with a 2.86 ERA. 
uh, in six starts. Guardians have won four of his last five starts as well, and each of those wins has come by at least two earned runs. Um, the Guardians have kind of owned this series between uh, the Royals dating back to the 2021 season up to this season. They're 28 and 13 against the Kansas city Royals and Royals. Again, the bats are struggling for them here as well. They're number 25 in WRC plus number 22 in team batting average and number 22 in on base percentage. So um, I know the whole, we had the old, the old conversation about Jordan Lyles and, when I saw the sports book starting to put up those graphics, that's when I kind of, you know, uh, got away from it. But I think I'm going to go back to it here and, and fade him in his first start back here. I think he was dealing with an illness. Either that uh, or he got really sick after he got that first victory and maybe went out and partied a little too much and got some alcohol poisoning. But I'm going to go with the Guardians uh, minus one and a half plus 110 on the on the uh, run line here for the Guardians. And their bats have woken up as well uh, for the Guardians. So run line here for me on the Guardians here. Lante, what do you got? Yeah, I lean that way also. Um, I think a, a better way to, to, I guess, play it would be the team total over for Cleveland. Um, they've scored six earned in four of the last five games. Um, Cleveland's hitting 260 in their last 10 on nine and a half hits, almost five earned per nine. Um They've also been mashing righties, 283 in their last 10. Just like, I mean, no need to go over the Jordan Lyles numbers. I mean, you went over them. They speak for themselves. And you mentioned it at the top also. Cleveland's bats have, have woken up. Man, here I think that they they just they just come out. They might score double-digit runs here. Um, so give me the team total over for Cleveland. I'm not seeing a number on that, Munaf. Have you seen that? I, I haven't. Have you have one? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah it's at Caesars, uh, team total at five. Yeah, I'll take. Is it uh, what is it juiced or is it like reduced? No, minus one ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. I think they can score north of um, of seven runs here. So give me the team total over. Uh, slight lean to you um, on that run line when I've been, especially at that plus price. I think plus one ten is is a bargain for that, especially with Lyles on the mail. Uh, D Rock, what do you got? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly still in shock. Jordan Laws was able to get his first win against the Rays. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to continue to fade him. Getting plus money on the run line was very tempting as well. But, uh, you know, I, I won't I won't back you uh, back you away from the team total. I like that as well. You know, Jordan Laws, he's allowed three or more runs in 14 of his last 15 starts. Uh, uh, Indian, Indians, Guardians, excuse me. They've been hitting the ball recently as well. And the Royals, they've lost two or more by two or more runs on the road in six of their last seven starts so whenever they're on the road they lose by a lot so i'll take the guardians on the run line and i'll hop on the train with you on the guardians team total over five as well all right next game on the board we have a 710 eastern start between the texas rangers and the boston red sox nathan Navaldi gets to start here for the rangers and cutter crawford on the mound here for the boston red sox Rangers are a minus 140 road favorite here, plus 120 on the money line for the Boston Red Sox. Total is set at 10 um, with the big towards the under now, minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 115 for the Rangers, and plus 1.5, minus 135 for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, D-Rock, take us away. Yeah, two plays here for me. I took uh, the Rangers and Eovaldi on the money line, minus 130 when it opened. I made him a minus 150 favorite. I also took the under 10 and a half. That number seemed extremely high to me. Even at a 10, I'll take the under. I made my total 9.2. 
Nathan Ivaldi's just been lights out on the road this season. His hard hit rate on the road this season in 10 games is only 33%. He's been able to get a lot of ground balls. He goes deep into games, which really helps the bullpen for the Rangers. Rangers were able to get the uh, get back in the win column yesterday. Nice 5-2 win over the Red Sox. And the Rangers, you know, they've been good all year on the road. 24-17 and 17 straight up on the road. 25-16 and 16 on the red line. Cutter Crawford on the other side. He just he hasn't been terrible. His hard hit rate is in the low 30s. He just hasn't gotten the run support in his last couple of outings. Red Sox, they haven't been scoring a bunch either. They're six and four towards the under in their last 10. So I think we see the Rangers win. They get they uh, start to build momentum a little bit towards the all-star break. And this game kind of goes under. Maybe like the game we saw yesterday, 6-2, maybe 7-1 type of game. But I think Rangers win here, and I'll take the under. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, what stuck out for both of these pitchers was their home and road splits, right? Number one, like you mentioned, Nathan Nivaldi has been absolutely fantastic for the Texas Rangers. And this is familiar territory for Nathan Nivaldi, right? Going back to Fenway Park, where he uh, was part of the World Series run, I believe back in 2019 uh, with his Red Sox team. Um, and for Cutter Crawford, he's had, he's gotten in trouble at home in Fenway Park. Seven seven games he's pitched in, three starts he's had at Fenway Park. He's 0-1 with a 5.0 ERA. Uh, sorry, 5.04 ERA. And then on the road, he's 3-3 three three with a 2.91 ERA in nine appearances. And, and nine of those, sorry, five of those nine were starts for Cutter Crawford. So, again, you have the better pitcher on the mound. You have the better offense um, as well. And the Red Sox, like you mentioned, I know it's, if you kind of go back and look at Brian Bell's starts, they haven't been able to provide run support for him either. And that, again, like you mentioned, D-Rock, that's been the theme for Cutter Crawford as well, that the run support hasn't been there for him either. So I'm going to go with the better offense. I'm going to go with a better pitcher. One plus one equals two. Give me the Rangers minus 140 on the money line here, uh, Lante. Yeah, I had a hard time picking a side on this game. But finally, D-Rock, I got, I got a good number with you. I took the 10 and a half under also. Uh, I think that's a tad high with both pitchers on the mound. Um, 53% of the road games have went under for Texas, uh, six of the last 10 under for Boston. Although they play to the over at home, like long term uh, throughout the season, I think Evaldi throws a solid game, you know, against his former team uh, and saying no brought that up in the chat also. So I think I just don't think that they can get to 11 runs with the way that both of these pitchers have been have been pitching. I mean, especially Evaldi. Now, it does become a problem once he gets. Like if Evaldi gets jammed up pretty early or leaves the game for whatever reason and we have to face that, you know, Texas bullpen, then that's where I think Boston could take advantage of it. But I think he's done a good job of going deeper in the games, um, limiting the exposure to the bullpen. Um, Unders also five and one last six Boston home games. Um, And I I lean to Boston, but I mean, they're one and four last five versus righty. So not not really. Not really a big play. Uh, I think my bigger play would be on the under. But as far as the side, I- I'll lean to Boston. Nothing strong, though. All right. Next game on the board. It's going to be a s- sorry, 940 Eastern start. Uh, we got the New York Mets. They are in Arizona. The take on the Diamondbacks. Carlos Carrasco gets a start here for the New York Mets. And Ryan Nelson gets a start here for the Tampa Bay. Uh, sorry, Tampa Bay. Arizona Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are a minus 130 home favorite, plus 110 on the money line with Cookie Carrasco and the Mets. Total is now at 10 and a half. Uh, run line minus one and a half, plus 155 for the Diamondbacks, and uh, plus one and a half, minus 180 for the New York Mets. Um, I'll start here with Cookie Carrasco. 
this was kind of the thing that um, we talked about pitchers in the A's and the Tigers game is that I couldn't back either one of these pitchers. I'll, I'll just start with that. But Carrasco on the road uh, thus far this season, one and two with a 4.91 ERA over his last three games, 0 and one with a 6.94 ERA. The Mets have lost five straight starts when Carlos Carrasco is on the mound and four of the five games have seen nine or more runs scored when Carrasco gets those starts. Um, for me, Ryan Nelson, when you take a look at his numbers, we just talked about it with the Boston Red Sox and the uh, Texas Rangers game, is that the home and road splits is what really sticks out about Ryan Nelson here. Um, at home, at Chase Field in Arizona, 2-3 and three with a 7.09 ERA and 8 starts. Now you take a look at his, what he's done on the road this year, 3-1 and one with a 2.81 ERA. So, a huge difference from what he's doing at home and what he's doing at road. And it kind of makes sense as well, right? Because we've seen that Chase Field is a hitter's ballpark, right? There's so much, you know, outfield grass out there uh, over there in Arizona. Um, this number is now at 10.5 for the total. It's climbing for a reason. I was able to get a 10. I still like this at 10.5. I think the offenses will be on display here. If you're able to get a five and a half within that first five uh, innings uh, total at five and a half, I like that over as well. I'm just going to fade both pitchers here. Um, I know Nelson has been pretty decent over his last couple starts, but like I mentioned, those have been on the road for him. His last start was against Colorado at home, gave up five or sorry uh, against the Giants on the road. He did great there. Against the Brewers, he was uh, good as well. But then you take a look at his road home start against the Phillies. He allowed five earned runs, 10 hits, and just four innings pitched. Um, did a pretty good job against the uh, Atlanta Braves, but he still did allow three earned runs in four and two-thirds innings pitched in that start as well. So um, couldn't put my money on either side here, but I do like the total here. I'll still back that 10.5. It's a big number, but it's a big number for a reason, D-Rock. Yeah, I don't I don't hate it to be honest. I mean, I made my total 10.1. If it gets down to a 10, you got to grab the over, yeah. maybe live bet over as well, but can't pick either side to be honest. I, I get why the D-backs are the favorite, but Nelson, like you mentioned, he's just not good at home. His hard hit rate is constantly in the four, high 40s. Not to say Carlos Carrasco's any better. He's not good either, but I just don't want to back either pitcher to be honest. If anything, like I said, maybe a lean first five over because I do think both pitchers will give up runs. Maybe Snake's team total over, but I, I can't back either side. The only thing I like is the over here i'm hoping the mets uh hoping the mets stay undefeated in july <laughs> we'll definitely see uh <laughs> lante what do you got uh yeah i'm with you guys man it was kind of hard for me to pick a side here especially with arizona they, they've been struggling a bit as of late lost six of their last 10 but um you know the mets are one and seven last eight in game threes of a series so you know i mean that's something to watch out for uh i, I like arizona in the first five but it's kind of like you got to you got to pick a street because the Mets usually get off to good starts and then they may blow it in later in the, in the game. But do I want to trust Arizona's bullpen to actually get back in the game if they're down? So it's kind of like a, you got to pick a side and, and it was hard for me to pick a side in there. I do lean to Arizona in the first five um, thinking maybe Nelson can be at least somewhat better um, being that he's at home. I mean, he's pitched pretty deep into the game, his last two starts. So, uh, yeah, man, I just it's hard for me to pick a side. The only thing that I came up with was Arizona in the first five. All right. Uh so let me go back to the two games that we did uh skip just because we didn't have lines. 
and or pitchers for those two matchups. So uh, 8-10 Eastern start, AL West batter between the Mariners and the Astros. I do see George Kirby is getting the start for the Mariners. And then for the Astros, it is going to be Framber Valdez. Uh, uh, sorry, Lante, you see anything different for this game, or do you have a handicap for this game? Nah, man, but uh, I love the um, I, I love the Strohs uh, in this game. As long as it's a reasonable price, I'll probably be on them on the money line also. Man, Strohs, three and a half games back of, of the D-backs. You know, we, we just mentioned the D-backs struggling, so, you know, they're, they're rounding the form right at the uh, at the deadline. They're going to get your, – Jordan's coming back soon, right, after the All-Star break? He should be back soon, but then they also are going to get an MRI on Altuve's. He has an oblique strain, so yeah. they're going to wait on news on that. But I know I was watching the game today, and the two guys that I've really stepped up in the absence of Jordan Alvarez had been Jose Abreu and uh, Kyle Tucker. They've been oh, doing man. absolutely fantastic for Kyle them. Kyle Tucker's so, been raking. Yeah. Kyle yeah. Tucker, uh, I got in my notes right here, man. Uh, ten game, uh, it's a ten game hit, hit streak, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, he had a hit today. That was when down the third so that's baseline, 11. And nobody was there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's he's been raking for sure. Uh, man, Valdez, I, I'm a big fan of. Uh, even though his record doesn't indicate it, he's been really, really good. Um, two earned run in five of his last six home games. Also has two earned runs or fewer in five of his last seven starts, regardless of location. Um, maybe look at his K's and total outs prop uh, due to Seattle's lineup being big on, on strikeouts. Also, um, Kirby. I mean, I, I like Kirby to a certain degree, but I'm just not a fan of this of this Mariners team, man. I mean, they're just up and down. I've probably been betting on them for betting against them like the last like month. Uh, they're five and five last 10, 18 and 22 on the road. So uh, I'm just not a big fan of, of Seattle, big fan of, of Valdez and uh, Framber and um, and this Houston Astros team in this um, matchup, just depending on the price, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the numbers for Framber Valdez against uh, the Mariners in his career. Nine appearances, um, seven of which have been starts. He's five and oh with a 1.94 ERA. 53 strikeouts in those nine appearances uh, for Framber Valdez. And he's had at least uh, seven strikeouts in three of his last four starts um, against this D- uh, Sorry, against this uh, Mariners team. Um, he did allow three earned runs in back-to-back starts uh, last season. But again, the offense really did carry the Astros in those two games where they were able to get the victory. So, um, yeah, depending on the price, like Lante, you mentioned, I'll probably be on the Astros here as well. Uh, D-Rock, did you have anything for this game? Uh, not too much to add, but I would say uh, Insano makes a great point. Astros' uh, bullpen has been taxed recently, so if you are going to back the Astros, depending on the number, I do expect them to open up as the favorite at home. Yeah. But uh, maybe first five look towards, but... I'm biased. I really like George Kirby. I don't think he's as bad as his numbers are indicating. His hard hit rate is only in, at 30%. The only bad outing, I would argue, is on the road against the Yankees. But other than that, I think he he really bounced back and had a really good outing against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays in his last seven. He went seven innings, only two hits, two earned runs. He struck out seven. So Yeah, burn I, me, it, baby. Rock. Yeah, me. I, I think maybe we could see a lower type game, a lower scoring game. Maybe if we get an eight, eight and a half maybe an under, but I, I got to see what the numbers come out as if I could get a plus 130, plus 135 with George Kirby, I'm a sucker for him. I'll probably, I'll probably be on the Mariners. Um, yeah, I think I, I like the under in this game as well, just depending on the number. And you know, this is a great point. I didn't say, you know, mention about the bullpen being taxed for the uh, Astros. And in that case, you maybe if you're a prop player that you maybe want to look at Valdez is over on his outs recorded. Um, I know like, Books like DraftKings offer those type of props. Um, and then George Kirby, like um, 
D-Rock mentioned, um, he's been going um, at least, he's gone at least six innings in his last, at least uh, in four straight starting. He's gone at least seven innings at two out of his last three starts. So, I mean, if these pitchers are going along well, I think that, I think the under will be play here as well. Now, if you, if you want to back these pitchers, maybe just take a look at their um, their uh, outs recorded to go over in this matchup. So, um, again, as of right now, we don't have lines, but that's kind of where we're leaning in this game between the Mariners and the Astros. The other game was the White Sox and the Blue Jays. Um, I see Kikuchi is going to get the start for the Blue Jays, and I don't see a pitcher right now for the Chicago White Sox. D-Rock, you see anything different? No, I do see Kikuchi. I saw Cease earlier. Then I yeah, saw then I yeah. saw Banks. So yeah. could be a bullpen game here. But uh, you know, if it is a bullpen game, you know, I, I probably would lean with the Blue Jays here. You know, Kikuchi, he's kind of regressed a little after that hot start to the season. He had a bad game against the Red Sox in his last start, and he is worse on the road than at home. But his hard hit rate on the road hasn't been terrible lately. And the last time he faced the White Sox, he did go five scoreless innings. So, you know, I, I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. I've got to continue to fade this White Sox team, especially if it is a bullpen day. I Their bullpen is one of the worst in the league so maybe blue jays first five just eliminate the bullpens but depending on the number if we could get a plus price with the blue jays i'll, I'll happily take that uh launch anything for the game yeah no nah, i just uh i'm with you if if we can get toronto at a, at a plus price I'll, I'll be on them um ironically like both teams do have like the same exact numbers in certain categories they're both five and five in the last 10 um chicago's 500 at home toronto's 500 on the road so i think that tells a lot about them being as mediocre as possible but slightly lean to toronto especially if they're a dog if i can get under if they're under like 120 125 uh, i'm probably going to have a unit on them all right, last game on the board. We got the Pittsburgh Pirates. They are in LA to take on the Dodgers. This is going to be a 10-10 Eastern start. Uh, Johan Aviedo gets a start here for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Julio Urias gets a start here for the LA Dodgers. Dodgers are a minus 240 home favorite, plus 200 on the money line for the Pirates. Total set at eight and a half, a little bit of big towards the over run line, minus one and a half, minus one twenty for the Dodgers, and plus one and a half even money for the Pirates. Lante closes out strong. Yeah, man, I like Pitt here. Um, if you actually look at the series between these two, Pitt's been dominant in the series, seven and three in the last ten. Average margin of of victory is three point one runs, so they played really well at home and in Dodger Stadium. So, um. I like Pitt here. Uh, I thought we would get a little bit higher of a number, but I'm guessing that, you know, the books want to see uh, Urias pitch another game. But he hasn't been good um, since he returned. He had gave up, I think, six um, in his last outing, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you can correct me on that if I'm wrong. Uh, I just don't have the numbers right in front of me. Um, but I do like the over also. Um, Pitt has eight earned runs in three of the last five. The Dodgers are over in eight of their last ten. Uh, Oviedo solid on the road with one earned run and three of his last four road starts, two earned runs or fewer in seven of his last 10 starts, regardless of locations. Uh, both teams, you know, 500 in their last 10. So it's not much there as far as picking a side. Um, and I mentioned Yuri is not looking good in, in his return. I like Pittsburgh here, man, at this number. I thought we were going to get a little bit closer to maybe 220, but um, I think it's a good, I think it's a good bet to play. Um, Pittsburgh here. They're going to probably be my dog of the day, actually. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Julio Urias has just not been very good. His last start, his first start back after about a month and a half, um, was against the uh, Kansas City Royals. He allowed five earned runs and just three innings pitch. I think that's a red alarm uh, when we talk about how bad the Royals' offense has been, uh, at least this season. And now you're going up against the Pirates. I think they did get the victory against the Pirates on Tuesday night. Uh, did the um, Pirates against the Dodgers. I know Julio Reyes has been good at home at Dodger Stadium, but I think I do like the over more as my favorite play in this game. I don't trust Oviedo either, uh, but the value is on the Pirates here at, at a at a two to one underdog price. Uh, Oviedo's last start was against the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, where he allowed eight earned runs and five innings pitched off of nine hits. Um, and just over his last five games, he's 0-5 with a 5.34 ERA. The Pirates have lost by at least two earned runs in five straight games, and Oviedo has started. And he did face the Dodgers earlier this season, five and a third innings pitch. He allowed four earned runs in that start. So, And again, on the road, hasn't been very good, 1-4 and four with a 4.43 ERA. So I think over 8.5 is my favorite play in this game, but I also do lead with the Pirates if you had a gun to my head. I'll pick on the side here, D-Rock. Yeah, there's no way I could lay this huge number with the Dodgers with how bad their bullpen has been this season. Uh, as for the total, I agree, Munoff. I, I'm on the over. I grabbed an eight, still like the eight and a half. I made my total 9.2. Shout out Mal. He was right. You know, he said yesterday either Pirates were going to win last night or they're going to win today, and they did. Dodgers blew it in the ninth inning, gave up three runs late. It's it, Their bullpen's just been bad all season. I feel like Mal's been on, been on the big dogs as of late. Mal like, just flips a coin and... He thinks that something's man, I, I gotta give him credit, it. bro. He he's been on a couple of big dogs, and they've cashed like plus two hundred or better, and he's cashed. That's every every dog credit, will man. find his bone every once yeah, in a while, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I don't want to give Matt. Don't want to hype Matt up too much. I, I, I gotta give him gotta give a little bit. I gotta give him his flowers, went off a little bit, man. Nah, hey, fuck he, his flowers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys are right. You know, Julio Rios, he didn't look good in his first start, and you know, I thought that was a good start for him to kind of get his rhythm back going against the Royals, and he just didn't look good. Gave up five runs and three innings, and Munoff was right. Uh, Johan uh, Aviato, he yeah, is that a, did I pronounce that right? Aviato, Avi. Uh, Avi- Aviado. See, I was Avi- messing you hard, up now. Man, yeah. Whatever. So yeah, he, he allowed like, it. Just call him Avi. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Exactly. He gave up eight runs in his start against the Brewers. So two pitchers I kind of want to fade right now. Plus, we got winds blowing out into center field tomorrow night. Sets up perfect for an over. Love it. Uh, all right. That is going to be the last game on the Thursday schedule. Uh, one order of business left. That is going to be our locks and dogs for the Thursday games. Uh, D-Rock, why don't you lead us off? Sounds good. I'm going to take the Marlins here in a bounce back spot for Yuri Perez. Uh, Minus 125. I think that's a great number for a guy that hasn't allowed a single run in his uh, in his last three starts at home in 17 innings. Cardinals are a complete fade. I don't know why they keep getting respect from the book. So I'm going to continue to take the short price with the Marlins for my lock. As for my dog. Munaf, you kind of uh, convinced me a little, uh, or or Lante. I think one of you either said the uh, the Tigers on the run line plus one fifty five. I love it. I mean, I'm not a Michael Lorenzo fan, but, uh, you know, his hard hit rate hasn't been that bad. And I think he could take advantage of this ace team against Hogan Harris, who's just been awful on the road. So I think the Tigers could win by two or more runs. Give me a plus 155. That I feel like that's a steal. I needed a minus 110 to take him on the run line. So plus 155. 
yeah, I'll be all over the Tigers for my dog of the day. All right, Lante, what do you got, man? Yeah, man, we just went over my dog. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh at the plus 200 price. Um, I mean, they've had recent success in uh, against the Dodgers in this series. Man, I mentioned it 7-3 seven, seven and three in their last 10, and they're winning by margin. They're not winning – um, they're not winning by one run. I mean, they did win this last meeting by one run, but outside of that, or including that, still beating this te- beating this team by three point one runs um, per win. Um, I-, I like Oviedo or Avi. I don't know how to say his name. Sorry if, if it's if it's <laughs> uh, if his fam- if his family's watching. <laughs> I-, I apologize to him, man. But he- I like him. He- he's been pretty good. Two earned runs in seven of his last ten. Um, I think Pittsburgh can get it done here, man. So I like them at the big dog, two uh, two to one on the money line. Um, as for the lock, I'm going with Cleveland team total over. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Their bats have woken up. Six earned in four of the last five games. Um, they're hitting 260 in their last 10 on nine and a half hits. I mean, and Jordan Lyles is on the mound. I mean, should, should we say even more? Uh, they should probably hit this first five innings. So give me Cleveland team total over five uh, at minus 110. All right. Uh, all right. For my lock, I am going to go with I'm going to go with the Yankees money line as my lock. I don't want to give it out as a dog because it's only a plus 105 price, but um, I'm going to trust Severino in this spot. You know, we talked about, you know, D-Rock has been spot on with the hard hit rates for uh, these pitchers as we handicap these games. Um, and Severino, we talked about the home and road splits um, that he's been so good at Yankee Stadium that if he's able to um, keep the ball in the ballpark in Yankee Stadium. I think that he'll put you a, a gem of a game here for the New York Yankees. And Kyle Bryce, like I mentioned over his career, just has not been very good against his uh, New York Yankees team. Um, so I'm going to take the Yankees plus 105 on the money line as my lock for my dog. Um, let's go to. Let's go with the Guardians run line minus one and a half plus one ten. It's not a big uh, dog price either, but it is back to Jordan uh, fading Jordan Lyles, um, especially on the road. And uh, this Guardians offense has really turned it around uh, thus far this season or sorry, over the last couple weeks here. Um, and again, it's for Jordan Lyles first start over over the past couple weeks here. And it, again, the main thing for me is that it's on the road here. So it's more of a fade of Jordan Lyles. Uh, with the Kansas City Royals. And I talked about the batting numbers as well for the Kansas City Royals, that they're bottom fifth in a lot of those statistical categories that I like looking at with team batting average, WRC plus, uh, and all those uh, fun uh, fun stats. So I'll take the Guardians minus one and a half plus 110 on the run line as my dog of the day. All right, gentlemen, that is going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, D-Rock, anything else we want to mention before we get out of here, bud? No, uh, just going to go have some Mexican food tonight and uh, just enjoy the night. Hopefully it gets a little cooler out, but uh, yeah, nothing else. Lance, anything else? Yeah, man, I got nothing, man. Nothing at all. He's just getting. He's ready to get out of here because he wants to go watch some NBA. So <laughs> what, what's, uh, what's, a, what's a lock for tonight, Summer League? Uh, let's see. I got, uh, I'm going with Charlotte, man. Minus one and a half overreaction. They opened four and a half and now they're on one and a wow. half. I think they'll come out play with a little bit more urgency, um, uh, after getting destroyed by Miami. And Miami Miller shot, was bad. Yeah. But Miami shot a cover off the ball, but, uh, they'll, they'll be Charlotte to be better to today. I think they will be. So minus one and a half. If you, if you want to dabble in that, there we go. 
All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow in some form or fashion uh, for the MLB Gambling Podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel for the MLB Pod, go ahead and do so. Just hit that subscribe button. And if you haven't already liked the video here on the live stream, please go ahead and hit that like button for us. And again, more importantly, if you haven't left us a rating and review, haven't seen many come across, but uh, we really do appreciate if you guys can leave us a five-star or a one-star, just leave us a review. Hopefully it is a five-star, and leave us a comment there of uh, anything that you want to uh, you like about the show or dislike, but truly appreciate if you guys can do that for us. Uh, make sure to follow DRock on Twitter at Rock with two Ks, R-O-C-K-K-24. Follow Lante on Twitter at XXLanteXX. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it Ride.